I'm your host, Alan, and this is your guide to Night of the Living Dead, directed by George A. Romero, released October 1st, 1968. Coming straight out of Carnegie Mountain University from Pittsburgh, Night of the Living Dead was George A. Romero's directorial debut. Beforehand, he shot commercials and industry films with John Russo and Russell Streiner. The three wanted to capitalize on this thirst for the bizarre, so the three of them pitched an idea to a couple of executives of the Pittsburgh-based Hardman Associates Limited. Originally, the budget was just around $6,000 being put into a production company known as Image 10, comprised of 10 members investing $600 each, but it was soon found out that more money was needed, so $114,000 was eventually reached. There are many different drafts that this script went to, the first one being about adolescent aliens visiting Earth that befriend human teenagers, and another one being about a young man who runs away from home and comes across rotting corpses in a field, uh, come to find out that they were left behind by aliens using them as food. And a third revision, also being the final revision, was written by Russo himself, focusing more heavily on the undead corpses. Originally, this was going to be a three-part story, with the other two parts being Dawn of the Dead releasing in 1978 and Day of the Dead releasing in 1985. The script also pulled inspiration from Richard Matheson's I Am Legend from 1954. Russo and Romero were making changes to the script while they were filming. Ben was changed from a simple, lower-class, uneducated truck driver to a cunning, smart, and classy individual. This was a change that was directed by the actor of Ben, Dwayne Jones, as he refused to play the role that was given to him. There was also a lot of improv and ad-libbing as well. The stories Ben and Barb told each other when they first meet were originally was not in the script, and the dialogue between Harry and Helen while they were in the cellar also had lots of ad-libbing to it. Actress Judith O'Dee questioned whether or not there was even a working script at all. But with the small budget obviously came a lot of constraints. The crew was lucky to grab a house that was scheduled for demolition, which meant that any destruction they did do to the house was also permitted. While the basement scenes were filmed in a separate location, they were able to construct part of the staircase leading down to the basement that we see in the film. Members of Image 10 were also a part of the crew, taking on tasks like loading the camera magazines, recording sounds, editing, and even construction. And a couple other fun facts is that the blood that was used was actually chocolate syrup, the meat was roasted ham donated by one of the actors, and the costumes were mainly secondhand from the cast and from Goodwill. After Night of the Living Dead was finished, the next hurdle was finding a distributor. Columbia and American International Pictures requested the ending to be changed to a happier one. But the Walter Reed organization decided to take it on, with only one small change that they wanted to make, which was the title, changing it from Night of the Flesh Eaters to the iconic Night of the Living Dead. However, due to this change, the copyright information was accidentally removed from the prints. And back in 1968, this meant that the film went straight into the public domain upon release. As a result of this, the distributor kept all of the money, and Romero didn't see a cent of the $30 million that he made in the box office. As of late, Amazon has numerous releases of the film, 13 being on VHS, 130 on DVD, 12 on Blu-ray, and 56 on Amazon Video. There was also a lot of controversy upon its release. Its first premiere was in the Fulton Theater in Pittsburgh, which ended up attracting preteens and teenagers. And since the MPAA wouldn't go into effect for another month, there was nothing stopping them from entering the theater. Roger Ebert was there for the occasion and recounted that about halfway through the film, the theater was no longer delightfully scared, but terrified. Since its release, however, Night of the Living Dead has become a clear inspiration for the horror genre and is even so almost solely responsible for starting a subgenre focused on the undead. And in 1999, it was admitted to the film registry. Originally released on October 1st, 1968, today Night of the Living Dead holds a IMDb score of 7.9, Metascore of an 89, Rotten Tomato score of 97%, Critic score an 87% audience score, Letterback score of 4.0, with Roger Ebert himself giving it a 3.5 out of 4. With a budget of 114000 domestically it earned back $12 million, and in the foreign markets, $18 million, for a worldwide total of $30 million, which adjusted for inflation is $224.1 million. Also released in 1968 was 2001 A Space Odyssey, Rosemary's Baby, The Odd Couple, Romeo and Juliet, Yellow Submarine, 
Oliver, and Funny Girl, and for the 40th Academy Awards in the Heat of the Night won Best Picture. This has been your guide to Night of the Living Dead. Join Andrew, Thomas, and I as we wrap up the Narnia trilogy next week. Following that, Corbin and I will then be tackling a new retrospective, Rocky, in place of Denis Villeneuve. So we'll see you then, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.